Welcome to Because We Love You, a podcast dedicated to living a life of personal wellness. My name is Jade, and this is my co-host, Stacey. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about happiness. We have a two-part series um, where we'll discuss what is happiness and also how do we get happier. Yes. We're so exciting. There's going to be lots of information and research, so check out our show notes, and as always, follow along. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Because We Love You, a podcast focused on helping you understand mental health, human wiring, faith, and wellness. We hope you feel empowered and inspired to make changes in your habits and lifestyle. This podcast is hosted by best friends and hardworking professionals. College professor Dr. Stacy Lepowski and physician assistant Jade Breback. Together they invite you into this community to share encouragement and hope with one another. Why? Because, because we, we love, love you. you. Okay, let's jump right in. This week we're talking about one of my favorite subjects of happiness. Love it. And we're here in our happiness gear. For those of you who can't see us, if you're listening, um, my shirt says be happy and it's tie-dye, which is so Tie-dye. Yes. That's what makes me the happiest. And I have a smiley face. Yeah. I actually saw these shirts and I was just like, we have to get them for our episode in November because November, I feel like it's a a time of year where we focus on happiness. Yeah. Happy. Happiness. So what is this Stacey? Like when we, when we did all the research, it was like, what is happiness? Cause we all want it. Like yeah. you can't, yeah. you can't even come in contact with any one person that if you say, do you want to be happy? Yeah. They're like, no. Of course. And that <laughs> seems like the number one thing people want. There's a million books on it, movies on it. We hear about the pursuit of happiness all of the time. And so it's kind of hard to figure it out though. Do you know the reason why I bought a Volkswagen? Why? is because their logo is be happy. And so I was just like, I want to drive a car that is known for happiness. happiness, I love it. That's great. So I'm, I'm all in. Um, but I think it's more than that. So, so, you know, as, you know, as a psychologist, when I think about happiness, we tend to measure it as like subjective well being. So just asking a person like how, you know, good do you think your life is a kind of life satisfaction and happiness, just kind of a subjective measure of that. Um, but one thing as we were researching, there's a center at UC Berkeley called the greater good. And so Jade and I have been reading a lot about that. Um, super interesting if you're looking for a place with good resources about trying um, to improve well-being. But I love this. I'm just going to read it because it's a quote um, from Sonia Lubomirsky. Let's you did that's it. Right. I did it. I, that was, that's what I was most Banotic. nervous about today, saying that name. But um, anyway, here's the definition, more importantly, of happiness. So she says that happiness is the experience of joy, contentment, or positive well-being combined with a sense that one's life is good, meaningful, and worthwhile. And I love that because we think of happiness as like a, a feeling, right? Like something we feel, like I want to feel happy. But I love that this definition also also points us to the fact that happiness is also um, more um, also about kind of a trait, like having a meaningful life, something that's longer lasting. It's not just a fleeting thing, like I'm happy that I'm not, which is part of the story. But it also involves this like longer lasting, deeper meaning, which... 
just... And I think that um, for me personally, and as you, and, and as a young child, yeah. we, we thought about happiness in moments. Like, mm-hmm. this made me happy. Yeah. This made me happy. Yeah. This. Um, but it's more complex than that. And, and so I like that, yes, that's why it is a little bit harder to obtain and that some people say I'm not happy because those moments are so quick that you, you're, it's impossible to, to reach happiness in these spurts of, of, of pleasure that we have, but it has to be more of a general sense of well-being. Like this is my purpose. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and so that's kind of freeing in a certain way that it is a little hard and it's okay for it to be hard and but it's okay for us to look into why so I was actually googling this week and I was like what do people think yeah what do people think make them yeah makes them happy and so some of the things were things that make me happy too in moments but um I think we should just go through a list so the number one thing that people think makes them happy is money Money. Money. Yeah, that's a big one. And, you know, interestingly, we were um, talking about this and reading a Gallup poll that reported that most, almost all Americans, I think it was like 83%. Yeah, it was like 73%. Yeah. 73% of Americans say that they believe having more money would make them happier. Yeah. So... People think that, right? Yeah, we all think that. And and when you read into that article, but you actually shows that that, yes, some money makes us happy. Like if we're able to buy shoes and food and able to go on a few trips. Um, But there's like a certain level of happiness. Like when you have enough, when when your resources are um, enough, maybe not over in abundance, it does make you happy. But when it's over in excess and when you don't need it, it actually has a negative effect on your happiness that you're not as happy yeah so it's like as long as you can do the things you need to do buy food support your family have some sense of control that's really all you need but anything beyond that really is not as helpful as we would think so just money in general though they say when people spend their money if they have excess Mm -hmm. when you choose to spend it on others um it was the the episode it was one study like in another country it was like the people were 200 percent more happier when they spent their money on other people which gets into just kindness and some of the things we talked about in previous episodes and I think too thinking about um how we spend our money is really important we've read a lot or kind of seen a lot of studies in the past couple weeks about how to spend your money on experiences and not things and I think Mm -hmm. you know as the gifting season is coming up if you have birthdays coming up or holidays um like Christmas that you celebrate with your family thinking about how can we spend our money on experiences for the people we love rather than just you know buying more clothes mm-hmm. and more toys and all of the things that we already have because they last longer these experiences yeah. last longer and create memories mm-hmm. and um and if you are going to buy gifts maybe we should just buy a lot of poppets because i hear that oh my that's goodness. all the kids all want. the rage and so we could spend like two dollars <laughs> on a piece of rubber and yeah. our kids are happy and then really put all the money in the trip to disney yes Come yeah on, i think that sounds great get behind that sounds us. great to me another one i thought was interesting was age right that people just want to be younger if i could be young again um but it turns out that doesn't matter age is not really related to happiness and if it is you tend to see that people kind of get happier when they get older Mm -hmm. um 
our emotional our emotions tend to kind of even out a little bit so more wisdom um, yeah more mo- I mean a little bit more money to do things because yeah. I think about when I'm yeah. younger I'm like I couldn't do anything because yeah. I couldn't afford it yeah. and it's nice now to be able to go on some trips and I yeah. think that but yeah it was interesting that age had no relationship to your actual happiness yeah. and age and this is um, being a model or looks or physical attractiveness yeah. was a big one and we know that because the beauty industry and we think about it all the time yeah. how we look losing weight wrinkles all the things that come with aging you know and I feel like those things make me happy so it's very yeah. <laughs> it's like what they don't yeah. make me happy yeah. like research shows that they don't have any relationship yeah. to that deep yeah. complex joy and meaningful like that my life is worth it yeah so you can have a pretty face and your life not be worth that's it. That's right. And people, you know, um, kind of think that changing those things will matter, but it, you know, it doesn't. And the other thing that I, I you know, it makes me think of my husband because he's very good at this. Like he always says, I love those wrinkles around my eyes. It means I smile a lot, which I love. So I try and embrace those eye wrinkles. Um, this reminds me of a song. So Jimmy Soul, uh-huh. he made this perfectly clear for all the men. So men. <laughs> If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, <laughs> never make a pretty woman your wife. And from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. That was so easy. And go. we didn't need any research, <laughs> no. right? Jimmy Soul told us all that it's not about not being about pretty. Looks. Don't nope. even do the pretty thing. Just get an ugly girl to marry you and yeah. then you're going to be happy. So hey, that was free. And Jimmy Soul did it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a bonus track there. If you want Maybe to sign me for it. any vocals, um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm willing and available. You can record that someday. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Another thing that was really um, interesting is that people think that free time mm. will make them happy. And I often think that I'm like, if yeah. I could just get a break, if right. I could just not do anything, if I could just stop small group, if I could just stop volunteering in yeah. ministry or whatnot. Yeah, we want free time, but the research shows actually when we're busier, when we fill our time, when we have downtime, you can kind of get in a rut, you lose track of your goals, and then you're just kind of hanging around, doing what? Looking at your phone, watching TV, do you really think that's going to make us happy? But when we fill our time doing things, especially for other people, like you're saying, serving in ministry or in other ways in your community, that that's really what makes us happy. It makes perfect sense, but it also gives me freedom, you know, in that free time to to recharge and to revise the vision you know we talked about that earlier but I like that use your free time to revise the vision Mm -hmm. and to give you more energy to do the things yeah that truly will bring happiness that's right that's good and when I think about all of these together I think it's interesting that a lot of them um go back to comparison Mm -hmm. and when we look at happiness I think one reason why people tend to struggle with it is because we do a lot of comparing we engage in a lot of social comparison like am I better off than the person next Mm -hmm. to me and and so it depends a little bit on your comparison group but when you think about if I just had the money that that person has Mm -hmm. you know the bigger house the nicer car if you think about I just want to look like that person looks. I wish I had that small of a waist. I wish I had legs like that. I wish my hair looked like that, right? We constantly are engaging in this process of social comparison, and it's actually making us pretty unhappy. Um, you because know, we're so. not focusing on the things um, that, that, that our life, that right. we can do, that we have, and it's bringing that back. Theodora Roosevelt has a cool quote. "Is Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. Um, and so it, it is... But, I mean, I think, and let's be real, we all do it. So we're not sitting here, I'm not sitting here saying that you will never compare. Because sure. you will always mm-hmm. look at something and want it or, or 
or whatnot. But I just think we have to retrain our brains to be like, no, but what do I have? Yeah. You know, what, what, what can I give? What yeah. is my thing? What am I good at? Because I mean, sometimes I, I will think that I'm like, I wish I was good at that. Like yeah. I always wish I, I was a better speaker or mm-hmm. I wish that I had, I had those opportunities, but then I'm like, what am I good at? And then just focusing on the things that you're good at. And it is hard, but I think if we train ourselves and then we get that positive feedback, we're like, this feels good. This did make me happy. I am this. And even teaching our kids that at an early age, because I think that's going to be, we've already, we've talked about this with our girls already seeing it like blonde hair to black hair. I've got to have this. I've got to have that. Teach them, but what are you? What are you good at? We just had this conversation last night. My daughter already at eight, you know, is thinking like, she literally said, mom, am I fatter than all my friends? And I'm like, why, you know, how are they even at this age thinking about those things? And so we had a long talk about, you know, that you're, you were made just the way you're supposed to be and you're perfect the way you are and, and that kind of thing. But that's hard for us. I mean, we struggle with that even as adults and, um, yeah, that's hard. But battling it and being on the front lines and recognizing it. Yeah. I think if we learn to just recognize, mm-hmm. I'm comparing right now. Yeah. I'm comparing. This is not going to yeah. be good for me or the other person. I think that can truly, we can um, we can be happier. We yes, can be happier. because the truth is there's always going to be someone with more. There's mm-hmm. always going to be someone with more money who's thinner or stronger or prettier. There's going to be someone who has more free time or is younger. Um there's always someone, right, who has more, and we just and can't worry sometimes about that. in our inept state, that is what makes us different, mm-hmm. and that is where we grow the most, and yeah. and things lie. Um, but we do know from a lot of research, yeah. um, over fifty years of research on happiness, we do yeah. know three things that actually make up if we're happy or not. Yeah, it's interesting. The one that was kind of, I mean. If you think about it, maybe it's a little depressing, but they say about 40 to 50% of happiness has to do with genetic makeup, with genes. Um, So there's not much we can do about that, right, which may be the depressing side of the story. But if you look at twin studies, so this tends to be one way that they look at genetic component of, you know, of lots of different things. But if you compare fraternal and identical twins, you see that happiness levels tend to track more closely in identical twins than in fraternal twins. And with the overlap, of course, in genes. um, And even if they live in different areas, which Mm -hmm. was interesting, like they would separate and not be in the same environment, but yet their happiness level would be about the same. And um, it's referred to as like a happiness set point. So I kind of think like, yes, we all do have this, this level where we're at, you know, and that's, be happier that's just where we happier. stay and yes yeah. you could be but there's a whole nother piece to the puzzle yeah. that we do have some control of absolutely yeah and the second one was life circumstances mm-hmm. so and I think that this is where we think that carries a lot of weight like mm-hmm. the good things that happen or the bad things if bad things happen to me I'm gonna never feel happy if good things happen I'll feel happier Um, but the research shows it's only somewhere between the estimates are between like 8 and 18 to 20 percent somewhere in there Um, so not a huge number right so if we think like rich or poor or you know sick or not or whatever those different things that control our recent experiences or life experiences um, maybe don't matter as much as we think yeah Um, An interesting, like, Facebook did a quick 
research study on positive emotions and the mm-hmm. days of the week. Yeah. And it's not very surprising. But on Friday and Saturday, circumstances, um, there's a lot more positive emotions and yeah. we tend to be happier. Um, but that's still a small piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But I also think about, um, you, you know, people, some people have had hard, hard lives. Right. And you might even be listening to this podcast and being like, yeah, I've never been happy and I'll never be happy um, because I've been given these lemons. But yeah. knowing that it is a small piece, you can choose in this next in these next segments. We're going to talk about the big piece to the puzzle that we yeah. can control, which is our habits. Yeah, daily activities like that leaves about forty percent that we can attribute to daily activities or the habits that we engage in. We have control over those things. That's great news. Yes, so we can. We can. There, there's hope in our habits. Yes, right. Yeah, that's and good. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought about that. that. Woo! I feel, I feel hope it. In our so habits. no matter what's happened to you, there's hope. <laughs> And her habits. <laughs> that was good. Um, so we we know we feel like this matters. I think we yeah. all know it matters. But mm-hmm. why? Like, why does happiness yeah. matter? And what does the research show about happiness? Yeah. Matter? So we do want people want to be happy, but you know, for us, what's cool is that there's research showing that it affects pretty much all areas of our lives. Um, one thing that you know, as a cognitive psychologist, I find interesting is how happiness affects the way that we think or remember. And so the way that we perceive the world changes based on our mood. So when we're happier, we perceive the world as a safer place, as a kinder place. Um, And so I think that's really powerful. The way you see things, the way you interpret things in your environment changes. Um, Also, the way that we remember changes, right? There's a lot of one really cool thing about memory is that it's pretty context dependent and our state can serve as a retrieval cue. So for example, when we're happy, it's easier to remember other happy things. You know, Mm. when you're in a good mood, you think about other good things, other things that made you happy, and it's kind of like this happiness cycle. This reminds me of our anxiety episode where we said spiral up. Yes. It's like whenever you're you're sitting together and you're just spiraling up. It also reminds me we were traveling home from the beach recently. Uh Uh-huh. And um, some memory cued in Sonic Flood and oh, the yes. songs. Songs, and, 90s worship, worship oh music goodness. for those I mean, of you this out this is there. what we jammed to in, yeah, in high, school. high school. And we couldn't even think of one of the songs. And then it just came to us. And we're yep. just like, I want to get carried away. <laughs> I know, another song. This so is much song. singing today. <laughs> but singing so makes you happy. happy. <laughs> yes, yes. Singing makes you happy. Yes. It's just proven. Yeah. Um, but that was like, we just spiraled yes. up from there. Yes. And it was just like another happy memory after another happy yep. memory. And just we really tracked. And that's just that an episode. So, so you need uh, – this is just free information. Get together with yes. some buddies and spiral up together and Relive start reliving happy some happy moments. Plan a trip and, and meet your friends that you hadn't seen in a while and yeah. just spiral up with them because yes. that can definitely – um, bring back some good memories and we have a lot to remember and yes. then I think it can also push us to making new ones like yeah. you know For this sure. just wasn't when I was in high school this can happen again yeah like, I can create Definitely. Uh, another memory Definitely. that's so cool um, another thing that research shows why we should want to be happy is happier people tend to be more connected socially mm. connected yeah. um, they tend to have more friends they tend to have better relationships like with their husbands mm-hmm. and their kids um, and I mean I think I think we see that and we talked about how we're wired for community before so 
we know that friends give us self help us with mm-hmm. our self esteem and they 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 help us even with our overall health and our well being and decrease mental illness. We're mm-hmm. less sad. Yeah. Um, but these are one of the things that we need that deeper meaning because healthy people. I feel like when we are healthy and happy, we can overflow, right? For sure, and build other people up. I think that's so good. And just being able to be there, you know, and when think about that, when you're in a good mood, how it shapes the interactions that you have with your family. Like, you know, when you're in a good mood, then as we just talked about, you interpret things in a positive way. And then, you know, you can impact other people's moods and then that makes you happier. And so all of these things kind of seem to work together, which is so great. I like um, – I think it was last night my husband was telling a story about when he was teaching in middle school and mm-hmm. there was a kid who didn't have any connection at home. Mm-hmm. And so just personally, that's the connection I want to make yeah. is like that our kids need our connection, you sure. know, and that will help them um, be happier and they'll mm-hmm. learn how to connect and, and it'll just like overflow. They will be happier because they've connected at home because yep. this particular child, this kid was very unhappy. And I'm like, yeah. is it just perhaps because he's had no social interaction at home? Yeah. So just a plug that like really working on our kids and their connectedness, I think will overflow into like how they are and happiness mm-hmm. at school and in the community and teach them that right. it's about, it's about each other. For sure. That's good. Being together. <laughs> I also find the research on uh, happiness in the workplace interesting because, you know, if you think about if you're running a company, you may not think much about like, are my employees happy? Right. For you. I mean, you have to think about the bottom line. You have to think about money. You have to think about making sure that they still have jobs the next day. You have to think about um, productivity and meeting goals. And there are so many things driving that that it's probably hard sometimes to think about, well, are you happy? Right. Because mm-hmm. sometimes like I don't care if you're happy, just get your work done. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but importantly, research has shown in a couple different ways that happiness matters in the workplace. So if you look at And at the trait level, like we were talking about how there Mm -hmm. seems to be this happiness set point or genetic component, happier people um, are more productive, right? So that's good to know. But on the other hand, people are also more productive when they are happy. So if we think about it as, um, as a state, like even if you just do something that temporarily makes your workers happy... They're going to work for you, right? They're going to be more productive. And so um, I think there is a movement, right, where companies are thinking more about this. They're trying to think about, of course, health and mental health of their employees, but also just, you know, emotional well-being um, because it's better ultimately for your bottom line if your workers are happy. Working at Calm Health, we now have Fresh Fruit Friday. Oh, that's fun. And so um, this employee just comes around with, like, this yeah. fruit bin. And yeah. um, usually it's themed if there's a holiday, um, Easter and Halloween and things like that. And it just has, like, a positive quote on there and some good delicious snacks and that are healthy. Yeah. Um, and it does. Like, that day we can be really stressed or I'll be really stressed or thinking about something. And she'll just come by and say, Happy Friday. And bring us these treats. And it just, yeah. it, the rest of the day, it's like, hmm, I've got a little, yeah, today's good. Yeah, a little like, life's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Like, you're doing some crazy programming that costs lots of money. I mean, it's as easy as buying some bananas on a Friday. And, you know, just And maybe even just saying joy. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thank for you sure. for being here. You're doing a great yep. job. I mean, we just, we miss those just words of affirmation yeah. when we're trying to get to the bottom line. It yep. just might be a simple pause and yeah. say, 
I love drug reps because they bring coffee too. That's like <laughs> that caffeine and all of the things. And it's just, it's just so nice. Um, and this leads in fresh fruit Friday and health, but health mm-hmm. is, um, our, mm-hmm. our, the nature of happiness, like happier people tend to be healthier. Yeah. And that's what we see time and time again. Um, and maybe the link is, um, more exercise. Maybe the link is, uh, we don't know exactly the in- link, the positive thinking. Um, but there was a cool study done in 2003. I liked it. Um, so 350 people, they were exposed to the common cold. I think that's great. I mean, like, and <laughs> I want to know, like, I didn't read in, like, how were they exposed? Was yeah. it, like, slobbed in their nose or whatnot? But Have anyway, someone with a flu sneeze in their mouth Can you imagine if we were, like, let's do this with COVID? Yeah. Let's do a study oh, with COVID. Gosh. Who's signing up for that? No, yeah. no, it's not happening. We'll see how good the vaccine works, though. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, so 350 people, they are exposed to the common cold. Now, this five weeks before, a few weeks before they were called multiple times and they were just asked these questions that were just happiness characteristics and they scored them and they were just seeing their general state of happiness. Then they were exposed to the cold. And then um, while they were in quarantine, um, they were called and the people who scored the highest on the happiness score actually were the less likely to get the cold. And then they had also had the best attitudes, even if they felt a little bad. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. That's interesting. So it's like somehow related to our immune response. Um, And related to that, I think I've seen studies with vaccine effectiveness Mm -hmm. in terms of the antibodies that you produce seem to be higher. Yeah. We also think, you know, like if you're not happy, you probably have more cortisol Mm -hmm. and that's that stress hormone. And that's that's toxic to our body and it causes us to not sleep as well and it causes us to gain weight so it's all brain related body related um but if you know and also if we're more connected if we're happy Mm -hmm. and we're more connected we're we're exercising more we're probably eating less um and then we know how food can be toxic to our overall health though too and there's plenty of cool stories you know just about people with cancer Mm -hmm. um and it and their happiness and their positivity and how that relates to their actually being able to fight the disease and how Mm -hmm. they respond to chemotherapy like providers will actually talk about they have no they they have a very low chance of being able to fight this because they don't have a support system or they don't have the things in place Mm -hmm. they they don't have the mentality to fight this and they'll be like man that girl can fight this like um it, it reminds me when my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he was sitting facing that and they actually gave him a three percent chance to live and I remember the story I wasn't there but my mom said my dad looked up at him and said well I guess I'll be the three percent then and that's just like an example of like from the beginning it was like "Mm, I guess I'll be in the three percent but it'll happen it'll happen and my dad is here today yes many many years later 15 years later and my dad's still here so that's just a great story of our positive mindset um Mm -hmm. and how it can affect our overall health yeah so that's a lot and we you know a lot to take in and next week on our next episode we're going to focus on habits so if you want the practical like okay what do I actually do what can I control to make myself feel happier, to be in a happier state. Um, we'll talk about that next week, but we'll leave you with this. We'll leave you with one happy thing. Um, there's a lot of evidence showing that one thing you can do um, is called, I wrote it down here, the awe narrative. So awe, A-W-E. And so the oh. idea is oh, to recall a moment, to focus on a moment where you experienced awe. Okay. And so I'll start because um, we recently went to Nashville. And I had a moment where I kind of had an awe moment. 
And so sometimes these are big moments. And this one was when we walked into the Grand Old Opry. Mm. So we went into, um, the you know, to see the Grand Old Opry. And you're in this space and just thinking about, like, all of the stars who are there mm-hmm. was so cool. It just felt special. Um, the way you sit, it was kind of organized like a church, like with pews and a Barney church. Yeah, yeah, kind of like, like, a, barn. like a kind of like a barn. Yeah, like a Barney thought, church. Was, when you said Barney, I thought like purple oh, dinosaur, no. <laughs> which I was like, I am not connecting on this moment. But yes, it kind of looked like a barn. I'm Let's glad go we with clarified. Yeah. You, like, you ruined that episode. The Barney <laughs> church. No, like a barn. No, it's a church. But, but it, that was a moment of awe. And then when the people came out and were singing, we got to see Deanna Carter, which was so cool. Strawberry um, wine. More singing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we got to see some new and upcoming artists whose stories were so inspiring. And the whole thing was just like I think, amazing. though, like what I love the most about that moment it was just, you know, like the hopes and the dreams that were like in that place. Yes. And that just like makes you happy that, you know, yeah. you saw people that a lot of people don't know about, you know, right. and that they were there like fighting for the thing that they feel mm-hmm. called to do. Absolutely. And it was just like a moment and to be there with um, such a fine group of people. That's right. Um, together <laughs> and just singing those songs together and being there together. Yeah. Um, and that that just makes me think of my awe moments in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have like a particular one right now, but I remember remember that when we were on the way to Nashville we all got to pick our one thing yeah like what is the one thing you want to make sure you do no matter what and um, they all picked you know great fabulous events and places to go and people to see Um, but I couldn't think of one and I was just like well the only thing I want is just for us just to all be together and just have like this great moment and this great conversation or this great time so I just want a moment that was my thing and and we hadn't even actually come we hadn't even discovered this awe effect yet right but it just solidifies that our happiness doesn't come in things it doesn't come in what we can buy um we could have had that same moment even in our living room so the awe moment happens with people and when you feel connected, inspired, and well-being, and purpose, and vision, yes. so we can have these awe moments, and that's yes. our challenge this week. Yes, it doesn't have to be a big thing. You don't have to travel to the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. to experience some, you know, amazing view. It could be watching your kids do their thing, going to a sporting event, and just feeling like, ah, oh, you know, they are they're doing their thing and they're succeeding, or watching them just feel satisfaction in that it could be a great meal with a good friend like I have so many all moments like I love that more than most things just good food with good people so find yourself an all moment this week focus on the was that soothing okay a little creepy so join (laughs) join us next week Yes. To talk about habits because this is the most encouraging part of this because this is the part we can control. We cannot control our our circumstances um, all the time. And we definitely can't control our mother and father coming together in that moment to create (laughs) us and our genes. But we can control our habits. And there is hope hope in the habits. That's right. So have a great week. Be happy because we love you. You've been listening to the Because We Love You podcast. Join us next time for more encouragement and hope as we pursue a life of wellness together. Why? Because we love you.